This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast features Jim Pappas of Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure. You can see the television interview with Jim on rvntv.tv. You will find it under Fermented Adventure the Show. Please take a moment to subscribe to be notified when the most recent episode has been uploaded. Feel free to reach out to Jim and let him know what you thought about the podcast. Cheers! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. We're here at the Peacock Room at Philadelphia Brewing Company in Philadelphia. I'm here with Jim Pappas of Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So we're going to drink some beer. We're going to drink some cider. We're going to eat some cheesesteaks. We just finished taping a TV segment uh, for rvntv.tv for Fermented Adventure, the show. Um, I know we've known each other for about six months now. Been following what you're doing on social media with your cheesesteak adventures and uh, really, really happy to finally sit down and be able to talk to you. So my question for you is, how did all this get started? How did you get started with Cheesesteak Adventure? (laughs) It started, uh, well, I guess it started a year and a half ago, but it, three years ago, I uh, found myself separated from my wife after uh, 25 years of marriage. And um, I mean, one of the main reasons we got separated was because I knew I wanted to do something different. You know, I had done, I had a 25-year career of corporate life. Uh, our two daughters were both in college at the time. And uh, so I thought it was time to do something fun, something I liked, and um uh, my wife didn't like that idea, so we. Uh, so cheesesteaks weren't fun for your. I mean, you know, not to, not to say, but not, it's not everybody's everybody's you know, cup of tea, or in this case, uh, you know, sandwich. Right. Well, you know, it's funny because I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something different to corporate life. Okay. I knew I did the corporate thing. I had the our kids were great. Kids were both at federal academies, so they were on their way. So it's like it's time for us to do something fun. You know, I'm thinking let's get reacquainted and uh, see where we go and. Um, she didn't like that idea, so we got separated. I ended up moving back to North Wilmington, and um, I was Uber and Lyft driving, trying to figure out what I was going to do for the second half of my life. And um, I ended up meeting my new best friend, and um, through conversation, we we realized we had Claymont Steak Shop was our was our common thread. That's where you grew up. That's where you really went. That was the go-to for your cheesesteaks growing up as kids, right? Exactly. My dad my dad grew up in Chester, so he knew the original owners. When we were little and we behaved, which wasn't often, <laughs> we were able to go to Claymont Steaks for a cheesesteak. And so that was our go-to all through, yeah, growing up all through high school, that was my go-to cheesesteak. 
on her side, she grew up around the corner from Claymont Steaks, and um, her job every Saturday was to go pick up her brother's, or to order her brother's cheesesteaks and to go pick up her older brother's cheesesteaks. She actually now still has the phone number memorized. Um, so we were out. We ended up going to Claymont Steaks, and we're trying to figure out what do 50-something-year-olds do for fun. And we decided that we would do stuff around cheesesteaks. Okay. We'd ask our friends where their favorite cheesesteak place was. We'd go try it and then do something in that area and see what else was up in that whatever area that was. So for you growing up, did you have an affinity for cheesesteaks? Or would you just say, you know, I like burgers, I like pizza. But was it cheesesteaks? Is it something that stood out that you would ever look back today and say, wow, I could certainly see myself becoming a cheesesteak uh, aficionado, a blogger, uh, you know, somebody that specializes in, in, in the taste of cheesesteak? I mean, you know, back then, yeah, I liked cheesesteaks. You okay. Know, you know, uh, you know cheesesteaks, pizza. Gotcha. You know, I mean, when I was in my 20s and single and living in a one-bedroom apartment, I pretty much lived on cheesesteaks and pizza. Um, yeah, but no, you know, you never think it's on, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's nothing more than when I go visit my mom, we'll go to Claymont and get get a Claymont steak. Okay. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it never dawned on me that would be anything more than just uh, something to eat once in a while. So you create this idea, and then you say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to just check out and find the best cheesesteaks or just eat cheesesteaks? Yeah, we, we started asking friends, and uh, when I started asking my Lyft and Uber riders, it was— Your passengers were the ones that sent you to different places, right? Exactly. It was my passengers— that sent me to different places, but it was their passion, their stories, their favorite places, their favorite memories, uh, their eagerness to defend their, you know, why theirs is the best and that I should only go to theirs. Um, I could stop my adventure because... Luckily, I'd given them a ride, and they told me where to go get. Yeah, my you don't need now you don't need to check at anybody else's. This is exactly the one you need to go to, and you can stop right there, right? Exactly, and it's, it was funny too. That, I mean, their passion, but also their. I found out that whenever someone would, when someone always would respond with, "Well, where's your favorite one?" Right. It was always not to, uh, not to expand their cheesesteak horizons. It was to. Let me know that I was wrong. Okay. For, and for your belief of what your cheesesteak place was. Exactly. And that I needed to start going to their place because their place was much better than any place I could ever go to before that place. So, so now you already go there with a preconceived notion and you can probably visualize your passenger while you're at the cheesesteak place as you, as you order, as you check out the place, everything else, right? I mean, early on in the beginning, when I first started, yeah, I had sheets of paper, um, I had sheets of paper so people would write down their, their choice okay. and their name. And in the beginning, I had a spreadsheet of uh, the passenger that suggested I go there and I would give them a shout out that they sent me. Um, but as my list grew and I became more technically savvy and moved my list to Google Maps. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not able to do that anymore. Okay. I'm not, <laughs> not able to do that anymore. I... Uh, they're starting well. Plus, now I get a lot of them online, and um, yeah, now it's yeah I can't associate the people anymore with okay. their uh, cheesesteaks. When did you realize for you that you were kind of on the right track? That this idea of visiting places to eat cheesesteaks was you got something that this is you already determined. I enjoy this. This is fun. I enjoy the people, the whole experience. Was there a point where you started to determine this is fun? This is cool. 
it pretty much right off the bat. Okay. Right off the bat, I mean, I've been driving, I've been driving Uber and Lyft off and on for, well, back then for over a year, and you know, ninety. 80 to 95 percent of people that get in and take a lift ride don't talk or lift their uber ride they, they don't talk so there's no conversation so that when i pretty much from the first person um i'm picturing energy, that i'm picturing that elaine episode uh, that episode from seinfeld where elaine gets in the back of the car and you know she pretends to be deaf so you know not to talk to the driver i mean was that not to say that everybody pretended to be deaf, but exactly. was that a surprise for you that people would get in your car and, and didn't really want to talk? Because well, you yes. seem very social. You seem like you'll talk to anybody. I will. I'm very chatty. <laughs> but but I, well, I learned well, the best training for me to, live, to drive was driving my you know, then preteen and teenage daughters around because they don't want to hear from you. Gotcha. When, when you're driving them around with their friends, you better don't say a word. Right. And their heads are in their phones anyway. Exactly. Right? And they don't want to hear from you. So I learned from them, from driving them and their friends around, not to talk, just drive, okay, and not talk. So it was it wasn't that bad. It was funny because I I didn't take a whole lot of public transportation. I'm from the suburbs, and I drove everywhere myself usually. So it was, it, the whole dynamic for me was new. But yeah, I learned early on not to say anything. I would throw out my token, you know, hey, how you doing, and see what kind of response you get. But so early on for the first year, yeah, I didn't. Unless a person started talking to me, I just I just drove people. And in the beginning of Uber and Lyft, it was mostly commuters anyway. Um, so they didn't want to talk. So when people get in your car, they're like, wow, your car smells like cheesesteaks. <laughs> if they're lucky. Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no it's funny. I have uh, in my car, I have uh, I have one of my Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure uh, T-shirts draped over my passenger seat. And it's still funny. It's still probably 70% of people don't, don't even talk. notice it. No, they notice it. They, they, don't say they, they don't say anything. They get in and out. Um, but when someone does, when someone is in a talkative mood, also, um, yeah, the passion comes out. The conversation comes out. I hear the stories. I hear about when they're little, and you know, especially this time of year, we're going out and looking at Christmas lights and getting a cheesesteak in the back of mom's station wagon with pajamas on. Um, so really, when those first conversations started happening, um, and you know, I, you know, one out of five people, you know, it, it's more common. Plus, they want to talk about it. Um, when they find out I'm not selling the T-shirt, I'm not selling tours, I'm not selling something, the passion also comes out. And, and it's universal, too. Um, if, even people that don't eat cheesesteaks. Right. Well, I stopped eating cheesesteaks 10 years ago because of whatever reason. But I eat, che- I eat chicken now. And you need to go get a chicken cutlet sandwich over at this place. Gotcha. You need to go right, over I'm this. sure it's like a pork sandwich, right? I mean, exactly. Now, now we're venturing into different sandwiches because it's the same roll, right? The same exactly. size roll. Oh, exactly. And if, if, yeah, and if they don't have a, you know, if they don't have a cheesesteak story, they're going to tell me their story about something else or what I should be eating. So it's uh, it's good. How did you come up with the name Cheesesteak Adventure? Where did that come from? Um, were there and were there other names too? I was curious. No. No? You know, it's funny. It's just uh, Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure was kind of, uh, it's kind of the, the other the other side of it, too, is that my dad was a twin, was a twin, and they couldn't, they were complete opposites. My dad was in sales. My dad wasn't tall. And my Uncle George was 6'2", built out of granite, and a corporate person his whole life. And my dad would always make fun of my uncle for not making a decision without a focus group. 
Uh, he always needed somebody to chime in and help make a decision. Exactly. Let's go <clears throat> survey 20 people before we do anything. And so that's with my riders. I have a focus group every day. Right. And it's, so it's, it's funny how this whole thing – it's funny how like it was never planned, but all of a sudden how different pieces are fitting into the, into the adventure somehow. So, but the Philadelphia Cheesecake Adventure, you know what? I don't think I gave it all. I, I think it just came out, and I think it became like because looking, looking for the ultimate cheesesteak, because that's one of my early uh, taglines is uh, you know it's Philadelphia Cheesecake Adventure, looking for the ultimate cheesecake. What it is, I have no idea. And you're still on the adventure because it's like the cre- the quest for the Holy Grail. You this, still haven't found it, even though you've had some tremendously amazing cheesesteaks, right? This thing's taken me in so many different directions and so many different things that have happened. Um, that yeah, I, 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 I thought I knew what it, the ultimate cheesesteak was going to look like. That's been dispelled, and I'm not sure what it's going to look like. And um, but I'm going to keep looking, and I'm going to keep having fun and meeting all, all sorts of different. I mean, this place, you know. Yep, the Peacock Room at Philadelphia Brewing Company. I mean, well, nice that they're open on a uh, Tuesday afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, why else would I come? Why else would a kid from Wilmington, you know, be up here on a Besides the great beer and cider. Well, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that was a bonus that they're open, that they let us bring cheesesteaks, and, and they have great beer and cider. They do. Uh, so, along this adventure, along this Philadelphia cheesesteak adventure, have there been any bad cheesesteak moments for you? Any, you know, kind of times when you're like, oh, my God, I can't get that time back. Not really. You know, it's always, I do get that question. Of course, the, the question I always get is, you know, where's the best? But then the second most prevalent question, I guess, is, yeah, where was the worst? And um, I don't think I've had, you know, the, the, the cheesesteaks, the bad ones I have, I think it's just because of the cut of meat, you know, bad roll, you know, like one-off stuff. It wasn't like, the, it wasn't like the, the, that place it's not like I would say that place always puts out bad cheesesteaks. Right. I can point to a reason that the cheesesteak on that day, that particular cheesesteak, was bad. Um, I mean, it's an individual experience, too. And, and whoever's behind the counter in the grill, you know, cooking. And it could also be bad customer service. Somebody had, you know, it could be anything. Someone um, had a bad day. One of the places I get that guy, people refer me to all the time. Yeah, I had a really bad cheesesteak there. But it was because they had to be a new grill person that I, that I was paying. Because now that I pay attention, I'm trying to like learn as I'm standing there. They were distracted. They were trying to talk to the hostess the whole time, and they were just they were pretty much just painting my cheesesteak with uh, oil. Okay. And it looks like something out of a, a wax museum. I actually put the pictures actually on my uh, Facebook page. So when people say, "Oh, go to this place," it's like. Well, no, go to my Facebook page. That's the cheesesteak I got there. From that particular place. Right. But you, but again, it goes back to the point that it was it's a place that a ton of people love. I just happened to get when the grilled person was distracted and there was just spraying oil on my cheesesteak. So have you, have, you know, with all, this, with all the work that you're putting into this and all the fun you're having, do people recognize you yet? Do you, do you kind of walk into a place and they say, you're that cheesesteak guy. Cheesesteak Adventure, Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure. Is that you? Few and far between. I mean, you got the shirt, you got the you, you got the merch going on. I'm usually wearing either a bright orange shirt that says Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure right. on it, or I have a t-shirt with it. Few and far between. I think 
I think well, thing because nothing's come out about me lately, so I think now I, I, I'm I'm a passive memory kind of thing. When I start talking to someone, sometimes it'll click. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I now remember um, because I do a lot of Yelp reviews because I do Yelp and Google Map reviews on every cheesesteak. Um, I get a, a lot of people will recognize me from um, from Yelp or like oh yeah I, yeah I see you a lot doing that, uh, but not as, but they don't associate me with a cheesesteak adventure. Um, it's all it's it's few and far between uh, when I get recognized. Yeah. Okay, so right now you are doing this for how many years? How many years are you? Year and a half. May You're... May middle of May a year ago. So you you just I, I think you said or, or I recall sometime in the middle of the year in 2018 you you put out your top 20 list or exactly okay the, right. Back in May, after I had done it for a year, I had 275 cheesesteaks under my belt. I did a I did a best of list, um, and because, like we had talked about, that it's hard that a cheesesteak, you know, your favorite cheesesteak may not be my favorite cheesesteak. So it's hard to say. Well, this is number one. That's number two. So of my best of list, I had 20 categories. 20 categories for the best of list. Exactly. So so run through some of those and and, and tell us you know who made the list and. You know, where, where you would say this is a definite spot you need to go to visit? My best of list is the category that I'm surprised I don't get. The category that I'm trying to find more cheesesteaks in this category, and it's not talked about much, is the um, the bread the brunch cheesesteak. All right, so what's a brunch cheesesteak? I, I, I Just, would tell you, I've never heard of a brunch cheesesteak. Brunch cheesesteak, uh, the, the two that are top of my mind that just stick out amazingly as the ones from the coffee house which is actually right by where we are now I guess it's up on York uh, York Street or York Road up here in Fishtown uh, the coffee house they have a brunch it's, well they call it the hangover cheesesteak okay so it's on a typical you know hoagie roll um, seated roll but it's it's a nice it's got a nice crust on it but it's nice and light and airy the roll and it's uh, I think it's two eggs with cheesesteak meat and it's just, um, well, my, my my most favorite part about it is that they don't have a liquor license. Okay. So you get a complimentary, you get a complimentary breakfast drink. Oh, okay. You get two free muffins. Anybody that follows my blog knows that I'm I'm frugal and I like the deals. <laughs> um, complimentary drink, complimentary muffins, but it's just a nice light. It works. So yeah. so far, this is the only place right now, the coffee house. That does a brunch cheesesteak, or well, they the do, one they do. They they call them. Um, I think they have like a hangover series of sandwiches. Okay, and so it's there. It's a hangover cheesesteak that comes with eggs and cheesesteak meat. Just a nice light. It's just like a perfect. It, it's the ingredients work. Like a lot of people say, well, what makes a great cheesesteak? What's the difference? A lot of it is well. First off, the person making it has to care, has to try and make a good sandwich, and the second is. The ingredients got to work together. So in this case, where the that roll is um, light and airy, and it's a seeded roll with a nice crust on it, you know that might not work with a a, a pizza steak or a, you know a thicker, heartier steak. But because it has the eggs in it, it's a little bit lighter consistency inside. 
it's the perfect role for that. Look, I, I think a, a, an over easy, over medium egg, over steak, and and on that bun where the bun's going to soak up the yolk and everything else, giving that creaminess, the the taste of the egg. I mean, now my mouth is starting to water. Thanks, I well, appreciate that, Jim. Well, if your mouth is watering now, I'm going to go to my my second favorite. Okay, and they're probably tied for first. Actually, I actually have three. I think I'm going to stick on this topic because now you got me, and now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking about it's it. It's good thing like, we have cheesesteaks here to eat. While Absolutely. we're drinking some of these, uh, the, the ciders and beers from Philadelphia Brewing Company. Absolutely. Um, my second brunch place is um, Cafe Lift. They have two locations. They have one, one in Narberth, too. Yes. Yes. I went to the one on 13th and Hamilton-ish. I think that's more their original spot. They have, they have three. I think there are three restaurants in the chain, but Cafe Lift makes a really good, is it a brunch sandwich? Or it's brunch a brunch steak? sandwich comes with comes with hash browns. Okay. Wait, and is it hash browns on the cheesesteak? No, they're on, they're okay. on a plate. Um, pretzel bun, cheesesteak meat, over easy egg on top, pretzel bun to die for, just done perfectly, just, it just melts in your hand almost, just, it's just amazing to hold, it's almost like a stress ball, more than it's a pretzel bun, and again, you know, it's not a ton of steak, meat, it's the one egg over top of it. It all fits perfectly inside the pretzel bun. Um, and then you got the hash browns. They're BYO. The one in the city's BYOB, I'm 99% sure. And, um, but again, it's, they, they don't try and kill you with any one piece of it. And just a great brunch meal to have uh, in the city, yeah. Well, I think that's high praise. So for the traditionalists, for, for our, I mean, we're in Philadelphia. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you're going to get all these different opinions about which is the best cheesesteak place. And as you said before, people will defend them till, till death. It's their honor. But give us, give us yours. I mean, you know, what, what stands out? I mean, you got the brunch cheesesteak criteria. But what other criteria do you have? And, and, and who's, who's making your top five or top ten? In the traditionalist, in the traditionalist, uh, category um my, my number one for traditionalist is uh it's kind of hard right now because angelo's the ninth has really taken the city by storm um and what stands out for 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 angelo's at ninth that you know really really makes it the the high-end cheesesteak that one you're the go-to if somebody gets in the car and says you're the cheesesteak guy Philadelphia cheesesteak adventure where should I go I mean I got one cheesesteak before I die this is my last meal where am I going probably Angelo's so Sarcone what sets apart is a Sarcone roll there are a couple doors down from Sarcone the Sarcone bakery you had the Sarcone seated um, roll very good roll nice dense roll uh, good cut of meat Cheese melted in there nicely. You know, he, you know, I think that the owner's name is actually Chris. Um, you know, but he's, he's a guy that cares about what he makes. You know, he, you know, his pizza's probably top. His chicken color sandwich is probably top. Uh, if he doesn't like the chicken color, the way it comes out of the oven, he, he throws it away. You know, so it's, you know, it, it goes back to the person caring and good ingredients. You know, bring it together. I think in Philadelphia, you just can't put a cheesesteak on a menu and say we're a cheesesteak place. It's you've got to go and you got to say we're going to do this excellent. We're going to make this top end. And let's face it, everybody has their cost and what they're looking to do, but it really stands out because this gentleman named Chris left a, a memorable experience for you, and you're going to tell everybody about it. 
cheesesteak, Philadelphia. Absolutely. Make it make it work. Make it happen. Right? Absolutely. What goes to, well, you know, it goes to your point too. Is that like all right? So to, my number one traditional that I listed in my top back in Bay before I went to Angela's was Italian Kitchen in Pennsville. It's what Pennsville's we all, in South Jersey. South Jersey. Okay. Right across the Memorial Bridge, right on Hook Road. But when you go, well, you, if you think of the cheesesteak you had as a kid, that's what you're going to see at Italian Kitchen. Okay. Pretty standard Omarosa looking roll, nice, nice bready roll with the crust on the outside of it. Good meat inside of it, good amount of meat. The melted, the cheese melted through. Uh, back then, I was getting a lettuce and tomato on top. So it just, you know, as far as my traditional, what we remember as kids eating, that's what that looks like. Also in the traditional category, we Sod's Hollow House, 45th and Walnut, out by out in University City. Gotcha. You know, as as a traditional, what we remember as kids, Sod's. That's what you get, Sod's. Now that we're starting to grow up a little bit and realize that, hey, you know, there's, there's a nice sesame seed rolls are nice. You know, you, you look at an Angela's. But also along that same vein, too, is though, is, um, you know, the meat. You know, if you think of your steak sandwich in the form of going to a steakhouse. Right. You know, when I, when I go to a steakhouse, I always get a side of caramelized onions and, car- and the mushrooms. They really enhance the flavor. So you go to like a Dottillo's Deli up in Northeast, Old Butcher. You walk in and you walk in there and you and you, you go into your stereotypical butcher shop where you have the the, the the cases that are up a little bit higher and then every ten feet there's there's a man in the white smock yeah, an apron and the 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 cutting board the, the the block the butcher block has like this this canyon because they've been using it since they started right exactly yeah I love those exactly and then you go there and they're sauteed. Mushrooms and their fried onion blend in perfectly with the meat. It's not a huge sandwich. Not the sandwich sizes are going to blow you away, but the way those ingredients blend together, nice portions. It's a great tasting cheesesteak. That you know, it's funny too. It goes back to why I why I I grade. Me and my cheesesteaks in five categories: roll, meat, cheese, extras, and overall. Wait, wait. So, 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 so you have five categories, and roll, meat, cheese, extras, and overall. Overall. So appearance, a lot of things that are going to come into play. So, yeah. is there a way you is there a way that you you scale this? Is are you is there a sanctioned body? Do we go on the web and find out cheesesteak rating? How do we find all this stuff? You come to me. Oh, you come to you. So you I are you are the you exactly. are the governing body of the uh, cheesesteak ruling. Any kind of high society type label <laughs> you want to give me, okay. I will accept. You're the grand poopa of of cheesesteak scoring. Okay. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. Um, but yeah, five categories, twenty each category, and it's 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 funny how they all end up kind of in the same number. But it's how they get there. Because if you have really good meat in a standard roll, well, then the place that has a great roll in the standard meat, you know, is, is going to... You're going to Kind of score there. higher. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they don't... You know, so, yeah, it's the five categories, 20 points each. Um, and then the overall is more of the amenities. You know, I'm 56. All right. I want to be able to sit down. I want to be able to use the bathroom, wash my hands. <laughs> 
you know, that plays in there too. So you, overall, you want a clean, you want a clean place. You want to feel like you know the, the, the atmosphere is nice, and there's a lot more. I mean, like the atmosphere here. This is a, this is a good place to come relax, play some games, just sit, have a cider, have a beer. I mean, this is. I mean, bring your cheesesteak here. This is a great place. So this would score high on the atmosphere side. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, they didn't greet me. <laughs> I greeted you. Does they, that count? <laughs> that, 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 that helps them a little bit. But yeah, they, I, I ran over to you first. So. Exactly. I, you know, I, I, I beat them to it. When I walk in and everybody goes, Jim. Jim. You know? Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that right. helps their score a lot. All right. But uh, no, definitely, this, oh yeah, this I love this place. So what are some of the other um, criteria? Because you mentioned the, 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 or, or the, the categories, brunch, um, more traditional. What are some of the other categories the you, can, you feel? One of the categories that I got a... Um, one of, the, one of the categories I got grief on, and it, I thought it was kind of funny, was my um, best day trip. Okay. Yeah, because I mentioned that the whole reason this thing started was to go to go find something to do. Right. You know, go have a cheesesteak and then find something to do in that area. Well, my best day trip cheesesteak was down in um, Avondale, Pennsylvania. Um, the winter feeding ground for the bald eagle is by the Conowingo Dam, which is right off, was part of Route 1, right across the Maryland border, which is probably an hour and 15 minutes out of Philadelphia. I never saw a bald eagle. I thought I'd have to go to Alaska or... Wait, so you had grief for creating this criteria, the best day trip cheesesteak? Somebody, or it was just feedback or people said, oh yeah, that's a great thing to do. No, I got, yeah, I got grief. I got What? I got that uh, I was a sellout and that I was only doing... I did my categories. I had all these made-up categories solely for sponsorships. Oh, okay. And and they and they cited the best day trip cheesesteak as one of the reasons to get sponsorship. Okay. Bald eagles don't carry money. No, not, not not well. They're on they're on our dollar bills or something. They're on something, right? Exactly. But they're not they, paying you for. But they don't hand them so, out. So so understanding. Nobody's paying you for your opinion right now. Do you have sponsors? You like to have sponsors? I, Are I you looking for sponsors? Sponsor. I, I okay. would love to. I would love for someone to buy my cheesesteaks every day. No, okay. right now we are completely no sponsors. Just yeah, I mean it's, you're just it's the adventure, right? I'm just I'm out looking for the, the ultimate cheesesteak. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm not trying to get the ultimate cheesesteak. And I'm trying to give up places like a day trip to go see how many people are going to see a bald eagle in its natural habitat. Now, granted, you got to wait till January, February. And it's got to be bitter cold because it's actually it's funny that. The, the day I took my new best friend, we had had a little bit of a warm snap in February, and there's only two bald eagles. Most of the bald eagles had left, but um, but yeah, you get to see a bald eagle in its natural habitat, and then on the way home, you get to stop at Penn Brewing Station and have a great cheesesteak. Okay, and they also happen to be a craft beer place, so you can have a couple of adult beverages when well, you do it. Fermented Adventure appreciates that too, so. We, 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 you know, if you can have a cheesesteak and some beer, cheesesteaks and, you know, some hard, hard soda. We, we, we tried that earlier on the TV show. If, if you were to, you know, say, I guess the ultimate cheesesteak, you're still searching for. But where do you think, you know, where, what would hit the, what would hit all the points? So it'd be your hundred, you could, you could just be a happy human being. You know what? I, 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 I really have no idea. You haven't had it yet, but you're still searching. It's kind of like, um, well, it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. And um, it's, it's funny because he's, he's my friend that when I do something wrong, going back to the focus group, he's, he's my friend that when I do something, he has no problem. 
being brutally honest. He has no he 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 has no he doesn't care about sparing my feelings when he wants to give me feedback on something I'm doing. He's I, he's. I think that's an honest friend, right? It, is. it, it really is because you're not. You look, you can have people that can praise you and give you accolades, but realistically, somebody that gives you honest feedback is going to be somebody that you're going to go back to again and again, or can feel comfortable saying, you know what, whatever you did. Maybe maybe change the direction or, or, or do something different, and I think exactly. that's important. And, and knowing what's that, your friend's name, just so uh, when he listens to the podcast, he knows you. Uh, you gave him a little shout out. Oh, he'll know. Okay, <laughs> he'll know. He, he he'll knows, know. He knows who he is. All right. Um, but he well, and he's also reason, apparently in witness protection, so you can't. He even, is. He. Um, but it's funny too. We were t- I talked about earlier about how um, I when I look at my videos, I can tell the earlier videos, my early videos from my later videos because. I used to do a lot of selfies. Okay. I thought the cheesesteak looked better when I was holding it next to my face. He's one of the reasons that told me not to. Well, you to still do selfies. I mean, I still see you doing it. You do it with, with the, the sign. sign. Yeah, with the with sign. The sign. Yeah. But my videos, in the old days, my videos would be would, would be a lot of my face. And now the videos are of the cheesesteak. Right. So giving them front and center, you know, giving them their time in the, in the, in the limelight. I mean, I guess it is a cheesesteak <laughs> adventure. I guess they deserve some credit or some time, but yeah. So, the, so he helped for that that uh, that portion of it. But yeah, I'm curious if uh, and, and as you were talking about the, the pretzel bun and all these other ideas, have you found anybody that's done an everything bun, like an everything bagel, like but an everything bun, you know, salt and garlic and onion and sesame and. That no, might be really interesting. Anybody? Uh, no, it's funny. It's the bun is a, the buns a, the buns a, the buns an overlooked. We're talking, you know, it's the buns an overlooked unsung hero of the cheesesteak. A lot of people don't do a whole lot with it. You know, the big thing maybe would be, um, you know, the seeded or not seeded. Uh, there's a couple places that you know they'll have. You know, pick which one you want. The, you know, if it's a deli or setting or somewhere where they have buns out. Um, it might be, you know, get this, the seat at the Atlantic City. When I go down to Atlantic City, places in Atlantic City now will give you a choice between, you know, the sourdough roll. Wow, that's pretty not. interesting. Absolutely. You get your choice of bun, not just uh, your choice of meat, oh, uh, your choice of cheese. The, um, no, the only the only thing so far with the bun would be a place in uh, Glassboro, uh, Peter and Sons. They actually use a soft pretzel. Okay. Cut the soft pretzel in half. Maybe. So they actually use a, a physical soft pretzel, not just a soft pretzel roll. Right. All right. And that, and it's funny about that is that, so we're all from Philly. Right. We've all had a ton of soft pretzels. We've all had a ton of cheesesteaks. So you would think, you would think you would know what it's going to taste like. You would think, all right, I'm, I've had both of those things. I know exactly what this is going to taste like. Yeah, it does. It tastes, it I don't know how. I don't know the physical. Well, sometimes when sometimes when you bring other ingredients in, even though you individually you know what they're going to taste like, the chemistry and everything that comes together changes your palate. Any 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 chemical engineers that want to join the adventure, please <laughs> you know, contact me. All my contacts on the website. Just go ahead and uh, we'll go out and figure out why uh, the, the pretzel bun, the pretzel. A pretzel as the bun tastes so much different than a pretzel and a cheesesteak. 
So we're here at Philadelphia Brewing Company, and you know, part of the fermented adventure is we get to, we're, you and I are sharing beer and cider. Um, I, 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 got, I think we both got the tasting. Um, I got the Walt Witch, which I love is a Belgian-style unfiltered white ale, and that's 4.5 ABV. I also got some ciders, too. I got the black cherry. Uh, you know, if you like a black cherry cider or you haven't had one, you know, it's only 5 ABV, 5% ABV. That's a good one to try. And I, I always come here, and, and my first choice is the gregarious ginger. And what you do is you get the first, you get the little cider, and then you get this wonderful ginger um, ginger flavor that takes over from there. Um, and then I got the, the winter wonder, which, which for me was, was a nice spicy um, ale. Um, so I enjoyed that. And last, if, if you definitely come down to Philadelphia Brewing Company, you have to get the Joe Coffee Porter. Um, it's, uh, it's local organic coffee from Paceros. It's 5.5 ABV. They're, most of their beers and their ciders are lower ABV, so they're uh, something you can sip, drink, and enjoy. And I think it's a good point that you made, uh, you know, as far as where you are with cheesesteaks and what goes with cheesesteaks. Because, you know, when you think of cheesesteak, cheesesteak and beer, right? So we'll, uh, we'll get to try some of these cheesesteaks and, and try some of these beers. But uh, if, if you have not been to uh, Philadelphia Brewing Company, if you haven't tried any Commonwealth ciders, this is definitely a go-to place when you're in Philadelphia. Now, Jim, Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure, you brought some cheesesteaks with you. You stopped by and picked up some cheesesteaks. So we're going to try a couple, right? Absolutely. The, um, it's you, the way I, found I love it. I love hearing you open up the bag. It's almost like if if anybody's listening in their car or they're out running right now or whatever they're doing, you know, yeah, you know, get get that get that full crinkle of the bag. The, uh, the first one we're going to have is right from down right across the street, and actually, there's a there's a few places right within a few miles of here. You know, it's funny. It's, I um, my daughter, she's 24. She came to visit. And I was behind on my cheesesteaks. So I said, come on, we're going to go out. We're going to drink some beers. And you're behind? Wait, wait. What, 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 you're behind? Do you have a quota? Do you have to hit so many oh, during yeah. the week? Well, I'm an old, you know, my, my career in corporate life was all in sales and running, managing sales teams. So, yeah, I have, oh, yeah, my the sales me. The sales <laughs> how many cheesesteak places, how many cheesesteaks do you look trying to hit a week? Well, I'm trying to get, I'm on a push right now to get to 500. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to two a day. How many cheesesteaks have you had so far? How many cheesesteak uh, places have you visited? 465. 465. So this is, uh, well, we had 466 earlier, so this is 467, and that's 468. 468. Wow. So uh, just, are you going to, is there some fanfare? Is it just going to be like a little quiet celebration for you when you do the 500, 500? Cheesesteak? Well, apparently you weren't listening earlier when I said I appreciate it when people say, Hey, Jim! Oh, yeah. Yes, so anybody that, anybody that wants to uh, get you in there for... Uh, any high school bands that want to play at my 500 cheesesteak, <laughs> any uh, comedians, I'll take it all. Um, it's going to be a huge party. The 500, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a big party, but I think well, once I do it... Um, I have some stuff. I have some stuff planned. I guess I have a question. Do you have the place in mind that you want to be your fifth five hundredth, or you? I you thought don't... I did, but I don't think I'm going to go that direction. Okay. So um, five hundredth is still in the planning stage, but once I do it, I'm going to do another uh, top uh, best of list, and then um, got some ideas for uh, you know well, National Cheesesteak Day is in March. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm going to try and do the. 500th might be quiet, might be a quiet event, but right after it, 
I'm going to come out with a best of list and maybe some other stuff and try and uh, try and ride the 500 wave. Um, All right. So what do we got here? I mean, it's still in tin foil. It's still in. Uh, you know, it's this funny. is hard because I, I know hoping... this whole experience. You're going to want to take a picture. So so take us take us through what you really do when you go to get your cheesesteak and how you uh, go through the process of of doing what you do at Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure. Yeah, I go to a place, find a place nearby. It's funny this place. I've been trying all day to find a. I, I've been on a. I've been on a uh, a poppy store. Some people call them bodegas, but just your corner store, you know, the poppy store. I never heard it called a poppy store before, but um, I, I I love learning stuff. Yeah, some. Yeah, well, actually, I, I call them. I call them bodegas because that's what people introduced them to me as. Okay. And then um, when I was at one, and they called it a pop, they called themselves a poppy store. I said, "Oh, okay." And then the other day, I was at a poppy store, and they and they were trying to get my attention because they wanted to know what I wanted on my cheesesteak, and they called me Poppy. So I said, "You know what? I'll stick with Poppy." Poppy store. So I, I think it's fun because this is a podcast; people can't see what we're doing. But you unwrap a cheesesteak like I unwrap a present. I've never <laughs> seen anybody go through such tender, loving care to unwrap a cheesesteak before. But you know, setting out the napkins and and delicately opening up, ripping off the no, you didn't rip off. You just slightly took the tape and you and you and you pulled it apart so you could. It's just it's just like watching a craftsman at work. I think. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've been called a lot of things, and but never that a, never time, a craftsman. That's the first time a craftsman, and I think that's a better than a lot of other things I've been called. Um, so, all right, you got five criteria. I mean, obviously, you went to the cheesesteak place to pick that up. So, I, I don't necessarily know how that first, the atmosphere, the ambiance, how that experience. Where's the first cheesesteak from that we're uh, that we're uh, looking at? Which one's the one we're going to try? The first one. The first. This first one is from. Um, it's it's actually, it's uh, recently renovated. Okay. It's right up around. It's right on. Uh, it's right on Frankfurt Avenue. A block away from the Philadelphia Brewing Company. Is this the one without any signage? Yes. The white building? Yes. All right, I had their pizza there, and their pizza is tremendous. So I I don't expect to be let down by their cheesesteak. Me neither. Because okay. they had a big... Yeah, exactly. For no signage, it looks like they're still under construction. The inside's completely done. They were crowded. Nice as could be. The people in there, everybody I came across... Nice as could be, um, and Jim's taking pictures of his cheesesteak right now. He's this is you know he's never seen this. This is like uh, you know he's he's unwrapping it. He's he's delicately he's he's staging. He's he's got he's got cameras. He's got lighting. Even, he's he's got a makeup. He's got he's got he's got a whole entourage right now doing. He's he's t- he's putting the beer down there. He's 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 doing a little uh, product placement. Have you ever seen a, a cheesesteak getting powdered before? Oh, yeah, we, we're, yeah, we're, we're fluffing the cheesesteak right now is what we're doing. <laughs> the, um, even, <laughs> yeah. This, this is going to be the this is going to be the longest buildup to eating a cheesesteak I've ever lived through. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm glad I have a bib on, which you can't see because it's a podcast. I've I've got I've got drool on on all parts of my face right now. Being overwhelmed with the you got I see you got mushrooms in there, onions. It's just crazy right now. What I what I did when I first and we talked, still got another one unwrapped. This this could exactly. be like an 18 hour podcast. We're not leaving, so get used to us. <laughs> the um, that's why that's why I gave you the shirts. The um, 
Yeah, I got these two the same. Okay. So we're going to have an uh, apples-apples comparison. Gotcha. Um, th- this place is funny. I, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it, it goes back to these poppy stores and these places I've been going to. One of, one of, one of the biggest surprises of the whole adventure is these places I go into that what I've never, ever gone into, and they're just the nicest people. Even when I was waiting for this, when I was in there waiting, and I was trying to pretend like I was busy on my phone, and I was blocking the napkins. And even the guy that asked me to move so he could get a napkin. He asked you nicely? Nice as can be. Nice as can be. And he, because we are in Frankfurt, Frankfurt Avenue, so right. it's, you know, it's not for the faint of heart up here. And um, so, yeah, he was a person. If I saw him coming on the street, I would have gone to the other side of the street. And, uh, but, yeah, couldn't, couldn't have been nicer. Asked me to move so he can get a napkin. Um, and, yeah, no signage. Yeah, you don't even know it's there. Other than the fact that it's totally busy and it's tremendously crowded. It just seems like any time of the day, there's always somebody popping in. You know, whatever they're doing there, they got it going on. So now and I took my sign selfie. I took my sign selfie there. And it's in, uh, in the window. They have a shaded Jason. Okay. From or Michael Myers. Michael from, Myers. Michael Myers. All right. So you take. So we we've looked at the appearance. We've 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 looked at the atmosphere. We got that down. So take us through your your cheesesteak, Philadelphia cheesesteak adventure, and, and and how we're gonna evaluate this cheesesteak. The. Uh, I, I mean, I I I, I like the likes of it. The mushrooms definitely spent some time in the grill. Unfortunately for the roll, because we're both warm winded. Um, <laughs> And the roll spent a half hour wrapped up. It's gotten a little soggy on it. Uh, but that's um, on us. That's our fault. That's yeah, our exactly. fault. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Looks like it's got a decent cheese melt. I don't know. I'm kind of. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna take a bite to find out. Take a bite. Do sure. I get to take a bite? You do. Do you want to alternate bites this time so one of us can be talking about the other one? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. On the TV show, we were both biting at the same time, so we had to wait. With our mouths full. So you go first and I'll talk. Okay. And, uh, right. you know, what I'm looking forward to is um, when they, when I, I know they have the ginger cider, I'm looking forward to having a bite and seeing how that ginger cider um, kind of uh, comes together with their uh, gregarious ginger. So your first bite, I know you're chewing. You do have somewhat of a smile on your face. You're kind of tilting your head. You're thinking. I mean, it's good. It's hard to really talk when you've got a mouthful of cheesesteak, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's hard, it's hard to be understood. Okay. I can talk with a mouthful. Right, no it's hard to be understood. Saying, and you're going to get some cheesesteak on your sweater. That's okay. It'll wash off. All right, you talk, and I'm going to take a bite of this cheesesteak. It has a good amount of mushrooms. Good amount of fried onions, good amount of mushrooms, good amount of cheese. Maybe a slice or two more of cheese melted through the, melted through the whole cheesesteak a little bit better. Um... You know, it's a better than a, it's a, it's above average. Um, we ruined the roll, so okay. I'm not going to take any points off of the roll. Can the I tell you something? I like the roll soggy like this because it really absorbed a lot of the oils from the cheese and the meat. So I'm good with that. I, I I'll tell you what I like to have on this, and just me, I, I just I can taste the mushroom, so I get the woodiness, the earthiness of the mushroom. I get the sweetness of the onion. I want some pepper in this. I want some black pepper. And, and, and maybe just a little bit of spice. That's what I'm looking for. But if I'm packing this up for a game or a tailgating, I am not going to be disappointed. This is this is delicious. You know, that's, that's a conversation I have with people a lot. Is, you know... I'm talking about a bite. 
I saw that. That's I'm moving my bike. Talk, that's why I start talking. <laughs> the conversation we have is, should they season it or not? Yeah, because not everybody's going to like the same seasoning. One of the places, one of my, one of the places that I rated highly, a three-pound cheese stick for fifteen dollars, tender bones down in Delaware. A lot of comments come back that it's over seasoned, or it has too many peppers in it, or too many fried onions in it. Um, so it's hard. So I get that a place isn't going to want to over season or heavily season something, but yeah, a little bit of pepper. This thing definitely. This has all the makings of being really good, but I think it's just and it looks like a bit. I, I, it's hard to say because it, it, they could be just domestic mushrooms. But the one I'm looking at there could be a little criminy. But um, I'll tell you what, I get a good uh, mushroom a flavor. Man. What's that? You're like a closet food. I know man. it's it's you know being an executive chef or a past executive chef too. So really, that's kind of like the basis of I'm a graduate of Johnson Wales University, really? and uh, so I was an executive chef for a while. So you, uh, you have a future at the yeah, cheesesteak adventure. Yeah, well, you know, just like you know, we'll, we'll come on by and we'll, we'll we'll share this adventure together. Nice. I'll tell you what. Um, one of the things I was really looking forward to, and I can't wait to do the next way, is that gregarious ginger with the cheesesteak is just absolutely perfect. So that spiciness that I was looking for in the cheesesteak really is complemented through that that ginger. So that's awesome. Now, I, I know we have another cheesesteak, so I don't want to fill up on this one. Um, let's try the next one and, and see how that one see how that one works. Now, I don't know how you want to do this. Um, you're in charge. we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, just some of the other beers at the uh, Philadelphia Brewing Company um, that, that they have and they feature that we did not have. But come on by for the uh, Kensinger beer. That's a German-style Pilsner. Um, Pennsylvania Pale Ale, that's a classic American Pale Ale. They have a New Bold, which is a Hoppy India Pale Ale, which is a nice IPA. Um, and then you go back to the ciders. They have a traditional dry, their raspberry tart. little uh, nod to uh, Prince there, the raspberry tart. Uh, and they also have seasonal, si- seasonal, seasonal ciders and beers. Just for the purpose of letting everybody know, uh, we just popped in here. They didn't know we were coming. This is not a uh, paid advertisement. It's just a really fantastic place to go and get some beer and cider. Um, and uh, just to, if you want to walk across, there's Row House Spirits um, out here by their beer garden, too. And uh, Row House Spirits is a phenomenal distillery. They make a lot of great things. Um, I love their red rum. Um, he makes an Amaro. Um, and, and you never know what they're going to put together. So Row House Spirits, if you're out here at the uh, Philadelphia Brewing Company. So, now, Rich, give me your first impression. All right, my first impression is uh, I, I like the seeded roll, but the meat kind of looks like it was shoved in there. It's a little, uh, it's a little, uh, it's full of meat. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of meat there, but I don't see any cheese. And if you got mushrooms and onions, I don't know where they are, but uh, right now it still smells great. But you're the, you're, you're the expert on here, so I'll wait to hear what you say. Um, it still looks full. Um, it's a little bit smaller than the one we just had. Um, but uh, you tell me. Kind of give me – uh, so, so right now, Jim's going through the process of, uh, of the um, Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure. He's taking some pictures and uh, doing what he does. He's doing what he does, and he's uh, going through um, his progressions, I guess. All right, so tell me your first impressions there. Well, my first impression, I took your advice, and I have the Kessinger beer here. <laughs> so you got the so, Kessinger. Uh, and I like it. The, um, well, it's, what, I, what I was hoping to do 
I was hoping our first cheesecake was from a poppy corner store, a little, you know, a little more standard and more, a little more just meat roll and cheese. Right. So, so that we could see an upgrade because this came from a place that's a self-proclaimed uh, gourmet gourmet. All right. So this is like this. If you're putting on the pedestal, this is where you should be getting a cheesesteak from. Right? If you're coming to Philadelphia, this is a standout. Well, this actually came from New Jersey. Never mind. This, if you're coming to New Jersey, this is a standout. This is this, what you should be trying. Is, uh, I love, uh, or again, as a rule, I think cheesesteaks should be allowed to sit for a half hour now. Yeah. <laughs> so the bread, of, I can see. It's like when you look at a barrel after bourbon's been sitting, you get that you get that ring inside the barrel, and you can see where it's permeated the barrel. That's exactly what this cheesesteak looks like. How far? So the bread is kind of, the, the best thing about this is the bread gets the angel share, or in this case, we'll call the butcher share. Um, so it's it's a great it's a great cheese and oil and juice ring. I love that. Exactly, and you know it's it's funny too. If you look at the difference in the, if you just look at the difference of these cheese sticks, you know this came from your pizza shop, pretty standard, pretty good. But if you just compare the two, there's a lot more meat in the second one. The cedar roll, the bread, soaking up the juice. Not a whole lot of juice in there. You got a whole. I'm bunch still of looking bread. for your mushrooms and your onions, but they may be there's in like there somewhere. There's like an onion there. <laughs> okay. Like uh, you got to really look for them, but they're stuck in there. It's like, like wh- where's Waldo? Where's the onion? And it's funny because I'm interested, like you're saying, because you're pointing that out. I'm interested to see, like, where is the cheese? The cheese could be just melted through there pretty darn well. But we'll find that out. All right. Are we, is, is, uh, again, I can't believe how much my mouth is watering. You you chew first so you can give us your impressions, and then um, I'll, I'll certainly keep keep talking. And one of the things I'm looking for is forward to is um, taking a taking a bite and trying the the cherry and um, also the black cherry as as well as that uh, Walt Whit that Belgian style um, to see how that goes with that too. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. All right, so you're you're you actually got you got a good smile on your face after after chewing that. Not bad. There's a lot of stuff going on there, isn't there? And it looks like, to be honest with you, this looks like a, a nicer little cut of meat. So where are we tasting these from? When you when you get a chance uh, after you know we're in New Jersey, where where's this cheesesteak coming from? How about you keep talking out there? All right, keep going. No. All right, I'll keep talking. You keep you keep uh, chewing and uh, enjoying. No, you go ahead. You ahead and have yours because you know what this is good. All right, go ahead. It is a good cut of meat. And this is where it comes down to about how do you say who's the best? Mm-hmm. Because you know what? This tastes like a deli sandwich. Mm-hmm. Like you it almost tastes like a roast beef sandwich more than a cheesesteak, doesn't it? Exactly. exactly. That's why, you know, when you, when you talk about the best, that's why you need to break out. Is it, are you talking about like a traditional cheesesteak that we've got as kids from a pizza shop on the corner? We're going to a deli because... Yeah, this is a better cut of meat. It's a better, denser roll. I actually think the roll might be a little too dense. Yeah, it's chewy. Dense. Yeah, it's, it's a like little, a chewy roll, right? Yeah, it might be a touch, a touch much. But you know what? If you if you go if you eat this cheesesteak with the mindset of a deli sandwich, well, then it works better together. Where if you if you eat it thinking you're eating a traditional cheesesteak. Where you want that crusty, less bready roll, you know, the chopped up meat, then you're not going to like this because it's just it's it's made. Yeah, you know, it's almost made with a different mindset. It's almost made like I make all my roast beef sandwiches, my turkey sandwiches, where I stick a ton of meat on top of a roll. Right. Um, so yeah, you know what? Approaching this as a deli sandwich, 
it is a much better cut of meat. Nice glob of meat put in there. And you see the mushrooms are in there. You can see the mushrooms were definitely sautéed or set. Definitely. Well, you're the, you're the Johnson Wales guy. <laughs> what I'll they tell do you what. Mushroom? Because you know what's mushroom- interesting? You've really opened my eyes. And this is why it's great. You've really opened my eyes to appreciate a cheesesteak on a different level. Now, you know, even from the meat, you know, first of all, one of the things I was looking for was that seasoning from the first one. I get a little more saltiness. I get a little more pepper. Would, you know, there, there's like a balance. But, you know, the, the cut of meat and, 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 and how that goes through that, it's a whole different experience. And, you know, we just can't think of a cheesesteak as a cheesesteak. You've got to think of it as its own individual sandwich. And I, I think that's really what comes out from this conversation that we're having, that there are different categories, different criterias. Now you want me, now you have me wanting to, you know, put an egg on that <laughs> and, and fry it up. But here's the thing. These are both fantastic illustrations of, of a cheesesteak or, or a cheesesteak sandwich because even the first one, you know, with, with the, the roll and I got a lot more mushroom, I got a lot more onion, less on this, but I get a lot of the seasoned meat flavor. And I'll tell you what, I'm doing the, the, I'm doing the winter wonder, which is a nice spicy, um, which is a nice spicy ale. So far, I did the cherry, I did the ginger, I did the ale, and it's been a great compliment to a cheesesteak. So now you know, go pick up your cheesesteak and come to Philadelphia Brewing Company, and they've got a lot of good compliments as far as ciders and beers. Absolutely. And, and it's funny because I somehow I got side off, off track with um, my daughter came to visit. We're going out for cheesesteaks. My daughters tolerate my newfound <laughs> affinity for taking pictures of food. She's a little bit more tolerant. But um, my older daughter, we ended up going... So we hit a couple brew, brew houses, and we purposely, I purposely picked the ones that don't serve food so we can bring cheesesteaks in, and we went to a place up in, uh, we went to Bald Eagle, Bald Eagles. You like Bald Eagles. I do like Bald Eagles. I don't, <laughs> think, it's, I don't think it's called Bald Eagle. They have Bald Eagles we're going to bring, but Bald Guys, Bald Beards. Bald Guys Brewing. Bald, bald Guys Brewing. Bald Guys Brewing. Audubon, yep. right? Yep. Went there, ordered from Cosmos, had the, had the cheesesteak within 10 minutes. And my daughter's sitting there. She's, she looked at me. She's like, this is my new favorite thing to do. She's That's wonderful that it's a bonding opportunity w- with you and your daughter. And here's the thing. Whether it's fermented adventure, whether it's Philadelphia cheesesteak adventure, find an adventure. Find something you can share and, and go out and do it. Um, we're, all, we're all searching you know, for an adventure. We're all searching for some sort of enjoyment. Like you said... You got to a point where you said, what do you want to do? How do you want to have fun? What do you want to do that's, you know, a little bit different? Um, you know, and, and right now Jim's taking a huge bite of this cheesesteak. So, uh, you know, I could ask him a question, but it's not going to come out legibly. Um, I'll answer. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what. Jim, this has been so much fun. And ever since we met um, on, you know, this is how people meet. We meet on we meet on the, 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 the Internet. We meet on in, Instagram. Um, I get to see your post. You know, you do two, three, four a day. Um, I, I see a lot on Instagram, um, and and you know, I, I always I always look forward to seeing what your posts are. This is how you know. Look, it's 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 an afternoon. We're drinking some beer. We're drinking some cider, and we're we're eating cheesesteaks. And it's just a lot of fun. It's just this this has been as much as I expected. This has been better than I could have asked for. God, you're still you're still chewing. I. I I'm having a tough time too because I thought of a really funny thing. Go ahead. 
you're the first person I've met online that looks like your picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look like your picture too, so hopefully it's current. Thank you. <laughs> so you obviously, you know, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. Though. Find an adventure. Find a passion. You know what I mean? Because it's funny. A friend of mine. If you go on my stuff, I have uh, the Dos Amigos, my cousin and a friend of mine. And my friend and I, we go out. We try to go out regularly. We try to go out once a week. But we'll go places. You know, we went to the shipyard. You haven't been to the shipyard lately. Filled up the Navy Yard. They, the way they've transformed that and updated that and Urban Outfitters is a phenomenal corporate citizen. The, the shipyard, to walk around the shipyard is phenomenal. Right now, the nuclear ship Savannah's there which was the centerpiece of uh, President Eisenhower's Thomas for Good program back in the 50s. We went to the Gray Lodge Pub in the Northeast, a place I never would ever go to. The owner has this, uh, like, um, the broken glass art. He has so many characters and historic characters, fictional characters, cartoon characters, all throughout the building. It's just a phenomenal place in the Northeast. Actually, it's probably all Frankfurt Avenue. But to go in there, a place we would never go to. And it's funny. He even said to me the other day, he's like, man, you know, because we've, we've come across some interesting, fun people. You know what? It's funny you say that because the experiences and, and, and you talked about, you know, having your friend that you go out with, your girlfriend. Um, Dawn and I were fermented adventure. And we go to places that we never would have gone to. And we meet some great people we never would have met. And you have experiences that you never would have had. And it's sometimes it's like you, you, you know, let's face it. Sometimes breweries, distilleries, they're metery, cideries. They're more in industrial areas. And because of the space that they need and what they're looking for, the neighborhoods, you kind of drive through going, where the heck are we? And, and is this place really here? And you finally get to it. And, you know, especially like, you know, with what you're doing and your Philadelphia cheesesteak adventure, you're going to places that like, I'm just looking to find cheesesteaks. You may go into neighborhoods where it's it's a point where you're going, I'm not sure that I'm in the right spot. And then you go in and they greet you. And at some point they're going to go, Jim! And, uh, you know, this, the, the process is, it's, it's the adventure. It's not knowing what's going to happen when you set your car heading that way and you finally get there. But you're smiling. What are you thinking? I'm thinking, what, be, what a great world it would be that if everybody, when I walked into a room, everybody <laughs> said, Jim! <laughs> Well, maybe maybe that'll happen. Here's what I can tell you. I'm I'm grateful for your time. This has been a blast. I mean, we we did the TV show on RBN TV earlier, rbntv.tv, so you can see that episode there. We've had some great cheesesteaks. We've been drinking some great beer and cider. Um, I'm I'm totally grateful. Where can people find you if they're looking for you on social media or or YouTube or Twitter or where, where where's all the places they can find you to check you out? The um, Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure. Website, www.philadelphiacheesesteakadventure.com. Facebook, Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure. Um, uh, YouTube channel. All my, on the website, I have all my videos. On the website, I also have my uh, spreadsheet. Every place I've been to, uh, the grading system, my notes, everything's on there. Addresses for the places, brief description of the places. That's, on a, that's actually a Google Sheet. So that's shareable. I have it unlocked. So people can see places you've been, ratings for your cheesesteaks, where to go, where your recommendations are. You can are. go on it, pull it off my, save it, search it, whatever you want to do with it, go ahead. Um, please make sure it's legal. Um, 
But then YouTube channel, Philadelphia Cheesecake Adventure. I, for me, it's easier to search videos on YouTube. Okay. So YouTube, if you want to know if I've been to a place, if I've been to your favorite place, you can go to YouTube, put it in, and it should pop up. Um, Instagram, Cheesecake Adventure. Twitter, Instagram Adventure. Um, cheesecake Adventure on Instagram. Cheesecake Adventure, yeah. <clears throat> what I right. Say. Instagram Adventure, but we've been drinking and we've been eating cheesesteaks. So that's okay. That's part of I'll the fermented that. adventure. I'll drink to that. Too bad you can't see it. This is good Kessinger. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to make sure we tag everything. You'll be in the show notes. So if anybody wanted to look, you know, and, and all these places you've been that we talked about, I'll be in the show notes. Um, Jim, this has been fabulous. I'm, you know, and, and hopefully we get to be a part of your 500th when we have the band and the marching band and, and everything else. Cheerleaders. Yeah, cheerleaders. Of course, nothing goes better with cheesesteaks and cheerleaders. Um, but uh, looking forward to uh, all the great things that happened for you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. It's been phenomenal. I've had a great day. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. Bye.